amazing. Oh. I agree. We're recording? Oh, yeah. We are. Oh. Welcome to episode 139 of Land Party. <clears throat> I'm Antonio. Welcome. I'm Will. I'm Tristan. Uh, welcome nope, to nope, the cast. No, you're not. No, you're not. It's it's in there now. It's been recorded. That, that is reverse. I'm going to talk about Dark Souls for 45 minutes. And I'm going to talk about space and listening to techno punk music. That's not even a thing. <laughs> it's totally a thing. Techno punk isn't a thing, but space is a thing. <clears throat> space is a big, infinite thing. It is, it is finite. Technically. JSYK. Technically. It is. Big. But it's so mega huge that it doesn't matter, basically. Um, so, 139, there have been a couple of things that came out this week. I think one of the biggest ones is one that we sort of flip-floppied on that we'll talk about, and that might be our friend uh, uh, Shrinking Horseball Simulator 2018. Yeah, that game came out. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Um, where they bother to animate things like that. So that's interesting. We'll talk about that. You get to watch your horse take a shit. You get to watch your to- horse take a crap. Uh, yeah. It's a good time. You uh, you have to pet and love your horse to grow an affection with it. You do bond. have to. Like, but yeah, before we horse. talk about that game, let's just talk about what you guys been playing. Uh, why don't you guys go first? I've got I've got some things, but i got to collect my thoughts, unless you'd like me to go fist, in which case I will just sort of launch into it like I normally do. Go first one. Oh my god, you called my bluff. Okay. Uh, (laughs) First and foremost, uh, Starlink. I've been playing just so much Starlink, man. How much? Um, I finished most of the story, I guess, so far. I I don't really know how far the story goes, but maybe, maybe I'm just Maybe it's not anywhere near far enough, and you I know you're further, further than me. Than me. Uh, I got I got to the dreadnought. Okay, so I I took down the dreadnought, mm-hmm. um, and not a spoiler. So like I won't go into sort of like what happens when that happens, but the the game decides that it needs to rehook you into the story because up until that point you've been clearing planets off, and you've been sort of like enlisting people for your cause and you've been working towards total uh, galactic domination as a team and what happens after you take down the dreadnought is immediately every single planet decides that it needs to be completely taken over again by uh, the robot hordes and so I go from a totally clean galactic setup where all the planets that I have visited and decided to tap into didn't have any bad guys on them anymore for the most part to completely infected planets as if I hadn't done anything with the last 10 15 hours worth of my life <laughs> it's like oh, that's fun that's like mm, that's really good you know that's sort of annoying and like I get it I understand why this happens because Ubisoft has to have a way of pulling us into the narrative again and he doesn't want you to feel like you're getting too far ahead of yourself because there's more to do. Um, but I definitely think it has changed the way that I have approached the second half of playing this. Um, because... Why do the completionist thing if you have to do it twice? Yeah, it really turned me off of wanting to go through and do each of the things. Because I'm like, I don't really have to do that if you're going to do this a uh, third time. Like, that's a waste of time. Yeah. Um, 
So instead, if you if you have taken down a dreadnought, you start to sort of see that the dreadnoughts are connected to the big robot crabs, and the big robot crabs are connected to the extractor towers. Yeah, there's a hierarchy, and then the extractor towers connected to the right. So technically, you don't have to do any of that crap. All you have to do is really take the dreadnought down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the dreadnought's way easier to kill if it doesn't have connected spider monkeys connected right. to it. Right. And the spider monkeys are just really easy to kill if you don't have extractors connected to it. But they're also pretty easy if you just focus them. Yeah. So I've been going planet to planet and taking down the spiders and then just wrecking dreadnoughts. And I discovered that I can sort of just... <laughs> You can sort of just do that and leave the planets alone. So all my planets are super infected, but they don't have spiders on them, and they don't have dreadnoughts looking after them. So I'm winning now, I guess. It's you weird. Beat, you beat the game. I'm basically beating the game the way that the game designers do not want me to do it, which is just tackle the big bad thing right off the bat, because how hard could it really be? Right. Uh, and turns out it's not actually that hard. Even though I'm playing on the hardest difficulty with no aim assist, it's still definitely doable. Yeah. Um, so I think the next one I'm going to do is just take the Dreadnought down. Having said that, I have I have uh, only taken down the easy and medium sectors. Like, I haven't gone to the hard sector yet to start wrecking things over there, and those levels are a lot higher than I am, so I imagine that I will be punished trying to go directly to the Dreadnought in this final sector um if I just rush it. So I don't know. We'll see we'll see what happens. Are you still only playing with Fox? I am only playing with Fox. I have no reason to boot any other character up. That game does not need any other characters. I don't know why they're in the game. Like I think it's cool that they're an option, but I will never play as Hunter. I will never play as I don't even know their names, Lance, whatever his name is. Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie. Like I don't care. You know what I mean? I, I care about being Fox. It is a Star Fox game. I care about taking down Wolf. Like, Have you only been using the R-Wing? Uh, no, I use all the ships in turn, but for different now, reasons. Also, do you use the ships when you die, or do you have your ships strategically outfitted with different Strategic uh, loadouts. Out, outfit loadouts. Yeah. yeah. I have... I think my A loadout is for space combat and against mm-hmm. outlaws. So it's like really equipped for fast maneuvering. I think that's my A-wing or R-wing. Um, I have the tank as my secondary thing, and that's for taking down extractors and the spider bots. And then I have the lance as my third loadout, and that's just equipped to go as fast as possible uh, so I can travel really quickly across the landscape. So I sort of just pop into loadout three, zip over to my destination, pop into loadout two or one. You know what would be cool, but I guess it kind of defeats the purpose because it's a physical toys to life game first mm. it'd be kind of nice if you could hold a button combination and like just instantly cycle between loadouts of ships that would be nice but i mean that's they're promoting the whole like physical I, toys I, thing, yeah i get I guess. why they're doing it they want but it to be kind of a pain too it's not terrible it's just popping in and out of the pause menu yeah but i will yeah. say after yeah, i've taken it down be, it would be nice if there was a menu that like let you because it's three, it's real time swap parts. Because it really breaks, yeah. it really breaks the action up when you're like, oh, I gotta change this. But I mean, technically, in theory, you could play the whole game without changing anything because they wouldn't make the game that way if you couldn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't need to. It's fun to to you know mess around with the elemental combinations too. To That's take down true. Some enemies. 
I have it. I have discovered also like super pro tip that if you <laughs> if you summon your R wing buddy. By the way, does this do this? Do, do different pilots have different skills? Yes. Uh, yes, like, they have different abilities. So okay. like like uh, Fox's um, call his buddies. buddies thing is is different than other. There's one dude that can like slow down time. That's kind of neat. Uh, there's, all, there's a bunch of different ones, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll never find out, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, um, I'll never know. The uh, But it sounds cool. The Fox power where you summon your buddy, I've stacked a whole lot of power, all my upgrades basically, into like making that first initial shot really powerful. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that if you summon your partner into the combat zone and you've targeted it on, say... Uh, the extractor core or you've targeted on the center of the head of the spider robot if your buddy comes in and in that initial volley kills the thing because it's got so much power in that first shot that it does crazy damage Mm -hmm. if it kills the thing it immediately reloads and your friend disappears so you have a second Mm -hmm. use right away I use them a lot for the uh, extractors because like in three hits they usually blow the extractors up exactly so yeah. like I sort of just get the core to be exposed and then I use my buddy to destroy it and then I boost to the next one. I actually, use my buddy to destroy it. Actually, I didn't play that game at all this week. Yeah. Um, but I might I might play it on the flight. It's been good. I I've been enjoying it as kind of the go-to right now since Red Dead has come out. Obviously, I've been playing that. Uh, I won't talk about it right now because I think that that's going to be sort of a big uh, discussion piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, beyond that, I really have only played a little bit more Duskers. I think I told you guys about this last week. Um, the um, You control drones landing on ships through a command interface mm-hmm. uh, game. Super good. Still amazing. Highly recommend it. Um, Let me see what you gave that game. I gave, gave it, like, it a, like, a, like a 9 or a 10, man. I, I really loved it. Pretty, yeah, you loved it. I loved that. Um... I haven't really played Tomb Raider this week very much. I was thinking about it, and I was also pondering going back to Spider-Man for New Game Plus plus the DLCs. Um, but both of those I've sort of been holding off on to, to get into Red Dead for a while and see how I like it. You gave it a 9. Yeah, 9 out of 10. You that said unique, right. unique gaming experience, truly terrifying, lots of replayability, and for bad things, you had none. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, It's a really great game. You guys should all get that game. If you like sci-fi space horror um and feeling a little bit like uh you know what you're doing in a bash shell even though you don't yeah it's uh it's a good game it's really nice beyond that guys i haven't really played very much anything except for device six on my trip on the train which is a mobile platform story driven narrative very interesting puzzle mechanics the most unique ios game i have ever played the most unique. Okay. What's it called? It's called Device Six. Oh, oh, I remember you. Uh, t- I've every time talked about that before. This comes out. Yeah, I know. Every time this comes up, I rant and rave about it. Um, it's just, it's so good. It's so good. Anyway, that's what I've been playing. What about you guys? Uh, I'll go. So, as I famously said. Uh, and Tristan <laughs> loved to point out on Twitter. I honestly had zero intentions of picking up Red Dead Two, mm-hmm. um, but here I am, the first out of all of us to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before that, uh, I didn't play any, 
any uh, Stardew or Starlink or Starfish or anything. <laughs> Starfish. Yeah, Patrick. Um, <laughs> I played mainly uh, Dragon Quest Eleven on uh, PS4. Mm. Um, really, I really, really like that game. Uh, it's it's one of those games where there's a good amount of story, um, but you can also just kind of grind away while you're doing other things, you know? Um, and I liked it so much, I was like, man, I really wish I could take this on the go, but obviously we have no idea when Dragon Quest XI-S is coming to Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably next year sometime. Um, but we don't have any clear date. So I was like, let me take a look at Dragon Quest Eleven Because I'm not Eleven. I'm sorry, Eight. Because I think, if I remember correctly, Tristan was telling me he really liked it. Um, and I looked up reviews for it and like people really loved it. Right. Came out around the PS2 era. I watched a couple reviews and I was like, this game looks pretty cool. What game? Dragon Quest Eight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, I remember you saying you liked it, and I, mm-hmm. I forgot they made a bunch of nice little improvements. The graphics are nice and everything, but I especially like. I think one of the pain points for me in a JRPG has always been, and I, you know, I didn't realize it until I read this edition, but. Um, Random encounters, when there's a slew of them, and I don't know they're coming, it kind of annoys me. I like that in Dragon Quest Eight they changed it so that you can see the enemies on the battlefield, and you can choose to approach them or try and go around them. Mm-hmm. I usually just approach them anyway. Uh, but it's also a nice touch because it makes the world feel more lively. Um, so I've been playing that uh, on my commute, sometimes at night, and uh, that's a really good game. The characters in it are pretty good. Um, you know what other game has a battle system like that? It's really good. Bravely Default? No. Oh, battle system like it, I'm sorry. No, yeah. what game? Uh, Earthbound. Yes, mm, it does. That game's so good. I have Earthbound uh, 3 on my Game Boy Advance. If you had to recommend playing Earthbound to somebody who never played it back in the day, mm-hmm. does it hold up? Uh-huh. Yeah, it does. I played it a couple years ago. It totally holds up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, what's what uh, order would you recommend, Tris? One, two, uh, three? Earthbound, and that's it. Oh, okay. Just the first one? Just the first one? Uh, not the first one. The first one was on the NES. Oh. Earthbound is technically Mother 2. Oh, true. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, yeah, that's the best that. one. That's the I mean, y- you, can pl- you can play Mother 3, and it's it is a good game, but just the hoops you have to go through to get an English translation, like you have to download a ROM, you have to download a program that will run a translating patch and then patch it and then run it in an emulator. No, you could just get the um, patch version of the ROM. I have it if you want it. Yeah, well, you could do that too. Yeah, I could just send it to you. Uh, um, I forgot is Earthbound is Earthbound on SNES Classic? Yes. There you go. You have that, don't you, Will? Um. SNES yeah, Classic? I'm sure I could. Oh, no, I didn't buy any of those, no. Ah, I thought you did for some reason. No, room. I never got any of those things. Mm, okay. Uh-uh. Gotcha. Uh-uh. I resisted. That's fair. Probably for the best. Yeah. Yeah. I, the one <laughs> I don't exactly use mine very often. The only micro console I purchased was a Switch. Is that a micro console? I wouldn't call that a micro console. It's small. Well, yeah, I'll give you that. If we're going to describe it. Uh, but let me tell you, carrying my 3DS all week versus that, it's definitely small, but has a big footprint. 
Because mm-hmm. yeah. my 3DS, I was like, oh, God, I forgot how small this thing is. Just to, 3DS so easy. is still the best portable system. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, for, for sure. For being on-the-go gaming, it's just the clamshell design and the ease of use. And mm-hmm. even the way that games, for the most part, are designed on 3DS, they are designed to be played mobily. And it just, the flow of those games uh, generally works better for quick spurts oh that's the other one point i want to quick add that i like about dragon quest 8 is they added a feature where you can quick save at any time yeah Mm -hmm. which is nice um but yeah i've been really enjoying those two games and it was it was kind of fun as someone who's like my experience with dragon quest started with dragon quest builders and then uh no it was uh warriors dragon quest warriors right yeah warriors then builders now 11 and 8 and it's it's pretty uh, interesting and cool to see um, the different enemies in Dragon Quest 8 and then to see what they look like in full HD or 4K um, with brand new models in 11 I have like a whole new you kind of get a whole new appreciation like okay mm-hmm. um, that game looks really good really good hmm. uh, yeah hmm. minus the minus the checkerboard rendering blurriness that kind of happens because it's you know freaking ps4 pro yeah um and then yeah so i've been playing those two things and then uh red dead 2 which i did not expect but we'll go into that so what about you tris um basically just black ops all week dude um i played some starlink um i really love the combat and dogfighting in that game it's nice but it is a little repetitive. Just, it's it's very, yeah, it's very like Assassin's Creed 1 in the way that it just kind of asks you to do the same few tasks mm-hmm. a little too often mm-hmm. to the point of stale bread. Like, I won't, I won't help um, outposts anymore unless I'm in desperate need of rebuilding my ships. Yeah. Like, I don't need, I don't need them on my team. Yeah. Uh, like, I... It'll give you enough of a huge boost if you just put a single, um, uh, what is it, armory on a planet. Yeah. You get yeah. like a 50% boost from an armory. So I'm like one armory, <laughs> one nuts. of each type. And like, that's fine. You know, we're good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, man, just Black Ops. That game is a bucket of fun. I can't stress enough how it's the best COD that I've seen in a very long time. And they finally introduced some almost battle pass type uh, mechanics, which which you don't have to buy a battle pass, but it's like, hey, we're going to reward you for playing with aesthetics and stuff Mm. um, on their little black market thing. Uh, None of it seems to support microtransaction at this time, but it's it's a good incentive to, you know, give people a reason to play because up until then like especially on the battle royale mode there was your level would go up but there's there's no reward mechanism or anything so you would have no real reason to to keep at it Mm -hmm. um so it's cool that that's finally a thing um yeah other than that i mean i i also i Got a secure, severe case of FOMO yesterday, and I picked up Red Dead Redemption as well. Yep. 
Turns out... Can I, can I just say that I... I mean, you guys always give me shit. Like, yeah, you were going to pick it up. But I knew out of all of us you were going to pick it up. That's because Red Dead Redemption 1 is one of my favorite games ever made. Yeah. I know. That's why, like, I just... I knew. I knew you were going to buy that thing. I and I have to say... I didn't know that I was going to buy that. I didn't know you were going to buy the thing. So far... We'll it's talk not, about it. Not living up to its reputation for me. Oh, have you gotten through? Uh, interesting. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. Have you gotten through chapter one? Yes. Have you gotten through chapter two? I'm on that. Have you gotten to the camp? Yes. Okay. Wait. Wait. You get to the camp at the end of chapter one, right? We'll keep talking yes. about it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm there. Okay. We will talk. Do. Okay. Great. Well, let's do the news then. And then we'll do the do Red Dead the news. shenanigans. Let's do the news. I hope this is the new interstitial music. Let's <laughs> do I can't. the news. Bum, 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 bum. Okay. In the world of PlayStation, so last week we reported about Sony uh, finally joining the, you know, 2008 i think it was mm-hmm. uh and you can change your name so the email went out to a bunch of beta people and it's actually worse than we thought so here is a list of things that you could potentially lose if you change your psn name at least right now you could lose paid downloadable content Ugh. in-game currency Ugh. all your leaderboard progress game save progress trophy progress uh you can break the game in a multitude of ways specifically multiplayer titles if you revert back to your original id it will not fix the above issues so i think i can speak for all of us when i say it's too risky dude pixel raider recommends keep your name that you hate yeah no way because until they figure this out if they find some way that they cannot break those things like i don't know if maybe it's just because it's beta hopefully hopefully it's not they don't have this list of caveats when it fully rolls out to everyone in 2019 mm. but as of right now uh pixel raider not recommended not zero recommended. of ten do not do that shit or do it if it's like you just created an account last week yes yeah if, if you don't have anything that you're worried about losing on there then maybe it's worth it but i mean that's quite that is quite the laundry list that's crazy that's crazy you know what else has you lose all those things mm-hmm. just making a new account mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah that's crazy oh my god anyway so in the united states and europe uh we are now going to get the PS4 Greatest Hits, which is a list of popular games that are discounted. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in the United States, we're going to get Dying Light, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare 2, which is a surprisingly fun little game. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. And Europe will get Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, uh, One Piece Pirate Warriors 3, and hmm. uh, Ultimate Ninja Storm 4. That we're both uh, both territories are going to get until dawn and Uncharted the Nathan Drake collection. That's cool. Maybe I'll pick that up. That's probably worth it. The Nathan Drake that was that was worth playing. I'm trying to remember, but I didn't I didn't get all the way through those because I thought some of them sucked. 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember though, in the PS2 and PS3 days, I feel like this line of games never came out so late, but we also didn't have digital downloads and all these crazy flash sales back in the day either. Everything was pretty much pressed to disc, mm-hmm. yeah. especially PS2. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's why. Uh, I only have one thing for Xbox. Uh, during an earnings call, Microsoft CEO uh, Satya Nadelia stated the company's popular Xbox Games Pass will be making its way to PC. I don't know if that was officially announced before. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be coming to PC. Uh, um, yeah. I'm uh, very curious how that's going to work. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's gonna that ties into the projects. What was it called? Project X. That their streaming thing. Uh, what do they call oh. it? I wonder if that's what they're gonna do. I don't X-TV. know. TV for like for the titles that are Xbox One only. I don't Maybe know. I don't know because like you know a lot of the games that are there don't have native PC versions. So exactly. How do they, how do they make that work? But that would be. A good way to debut that streaming service if they were like, yeah, by the way, dude, you can just play all these, you know, Fable Fable 3 doesn't have a PC version, but guess what? You can just play it, man. I have a feeling that's what they're going to do. That would be I cool. I really do. Uh, that would be, yeah, that would be pretty neat. Um, and the world, so real quick too, uh, when I booted in my Xbox, the new avatars came out and um, I messed around with it and they look better, but... They, they seem still like they act have, like they've got problems. Yeah, they act really dumb, but they have far less options. Like, I can't even get the same hair or, like, goatee style that the originals had. You yeah, would think true. They would, you would think they would have those and then build upon it, but they don't have either one. And I was like, okay, now I have a dopey-looking newer avatar that looks nothing like me, so I went back to the older one. Mm-hmm. They do have a store though so you can probably flesh that out with real world dollars guess what fun fact if you go to the store <laughs> and you look under the hair section there's nothing there the only hmm. thing they have are like a couple shirts um but yeah so that's out and is a thing but you can switch back and forth um eh. so in the world of nintendo uniqlo is teaming up with nintendo to create pokemon themed apparel set to release summer 2019 uh, so if you would like to uh, submit one of your designs, uh, just look it up and you can do so. I don't know what the terms are, like what you're giving up versus what you're getting. That could be interesting. Could be, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you get any... You probably don't get a share of the profits. You just no, I get don't. to say, hey, my design's on a Uniqlo shirt, which is kind of cool, I guess. I mean, they did that before with like all of like the... When they did the Nintendo series yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know what the true. terms were. As an artist, um, Nintendo also partnered with Institute of Play to bring Labo to elementary classrooms across the U.S. Uh, the program will target 2,000 kids ages 8 to 11. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been reported that Switch accounts for a whopping 82% of all sales for Starlink in the U.K. I'm not surprised. That is a big number. That Star Fox really was an incentive to play, dude. I think so. I mean, that was. I think that's honestly what hooked the three of us. Yeah, true. Uh, to be fair, yeah. Um, a major new features on its way to Pokemon Go. Adventure Sync will at long last allow players to continue tracking their walking distance without having the game active, or a Pokemon Go Plus tracker. Um, 
So you can that's, hatch your eggs in the background. That's really great. I think it's cool. I'll, uh, I mean, I'll probably use it more because um, it'll be nice to, you know, if, have with Pokemon. Let's go. If you can convince me to start playing it again, I'll be excited about this. I, I do this thing, so I shouldn't really talk shit about it because I know that knowing myself, I'll boot it back up eventually. But still, like, this would have been the perfect addition to that game. Like, when it launched, I don't understand why it needed to be so delayed to get this feature in. Because really all you're doing is asking for resources from the um, from the phone, and I th- can request that. Like I think it's because they wanted to keep people actively in the game as long as possible. It definitely mm-hmm. wasn't a tech thing or a I resources guess. thing. That was pure marketing. Maybe, and, like, and limited like, by level or some shit. I don't know. Player retention. I guess. I mean, it also could just be that that platform is so resource-demanding as it is that they when having that feature would just kill your battery. And then once the A12 Bionic came out, they're like, okay, I guess we can handle it now. Mm-hmm. So it it'll, it'll exist on older phones, but it'll probably kill your battery in about eight seconds. That's Although, no, because it uses the health kit thing. So yeah, I, don't know. I would assume that it only works when it syncs up. Well, but I'm just saying, since the new Apple Watch OS came out, you could run pull walking data from your watch. Like, I could just go into the Pokemon Go app on my watch, and it'll start tracking mm. the fact that I'm walking and catch shit for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard, I heard, I just heard you say, it'll track the fact that I'm walking and catch shit for me. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, interesting. Mm. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. It knows where I step. Be strange. Be strange. It knows how I step. Dubstep. Uh, okay, cool. What else? Uh, industry news. Red Dead Redemption 2 is out, so if you're not listening to this podcast and we see you know, our episode stats plummet, we know why. Yeah. And we're not, we're not mad at you. We still love you, so we'll see you in episode 140 then. Yeah. And you won't even know this happened. But, but finish this one. If I finish this one, because this is a good one. Rockstar Games revealed they will release a companion app. Uh, spoiler alert, it's out now. For iOS and Android that coincides with the release of Red Dead Redemption 2. Basically, you can take the user interface of Red Dead and beam it to your phone. Um, uh, cool idea. I, 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 don't, do I don't think I'm going to use it. The only thing I have up on my Red Dead is the mini-map. Mm-hmm. Um Everything else is automatically set to dynamic, which I love because that Wait, is this, what this is Horizon a, did. This is an official app that does that? Yeah. What? They did the same thing with GTA Five, the fruit app or whatever. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but you can you, so you can beam the map over to your phone and then mark waypoints and everything on it. Ugh. Take quests, all that stuff. RD2 companion. Yeah. It's got a map. You can Oh, you oh, can read journal cool. entries. But you can read journal entries, which is kind of neat. Um, are they, I'm not going to use it though. Are they specifically in that app, or do you like collect them in the game and then they show in the app? Because I, I don't want to go to that. No, just to you get you, extra... you pair you pair your device to your console, oh. and it it does when it you live. Pick it it up, doesn't. Yeah. When you pick it up, it's like already showing on your. It's like a second screen experience. It's oh, not like man. Okay, that's kind of neat. I mean, I, I cool, like the but... mini map thing because then actually I could have. It kind of display ex- on dynamic with no status indicators, and I'd yep. have them all on my phone. Kind Which of exacerbates cool. one of my early issues with the game, but mm. we can get to that. Uh, oh, I just thought of something else that I've been playing, which kind of ties what? into the news. What? 
Uh, I played the Fallout 76 beta for the first window. Um, oh, I thought that was at 5. That, that Well, this is the second window. The first okay. window was last weekend. Oh, how was the first was window? That? So, you know how Fallout works? <laughs> uh, when I it know works, already when it, what you're going to say. When it yes. works? Okay, so it's like, it's Fallout. Oh, shit. So it's broken. Cool. Mm, so it's not going to no. be good. No, I I had a surprisingly good time in it. Um, I mean, Fallout's it's a weird, broken, but I still like Fallout. It's a weird adjustment to be in a Fallout world that is NPC-less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I could see did that. Did it feel empty, or did you run into other players? Or I, there were so many other players running around. Um, was it weird that it was, like, too busy? No. I was, no, really. was going to ask you that did because it it's busy? still it's still big enough to get lost where you really only see them at centralized hubs or when you're doing community missions because mm-hmm. it really does like a sort of destiny type thing where there are like oh, legit community okay. missions like hey everybody go gather here and then there there will be this this mission and and, and that's a really cool way to go about that um, that is neat yeah because it's, it's like everyone's in their own little settlement so it kind of brings yeah, them together exactly that's pretty cool um, okay I'm digging it it, the beta doesn't really do a very good job of fleshing out like what the end product will be but it's more like a test i guess it's also just it makes some really weird changes that really break what fallout means as a game like there's no vats anymore like there there is vats but it doesn't stop time and have you like pinpoint on like specific body parts now it just kind of locks on to them and then gives you a percentage meter and it's basically like a, okay you're guaranteed to hit them uh, um, yeah. so it's weird um huh. that is a little the, weird. the way that they integrate audio tapes into it really does a good job of replacing the npcs okay in a very bioshocky like way I, I would say yeah, living living the story through that and being able to replay them at my leisure. Although, I don't know if this was a beta specific issue, but I I feel like I was getting audio tapes at a rate that was hard to keep track of, and it doesn't your pit boy doesn't give you a very good way to like organize them or see what you have and haven't listened to already, which is kind of weird. Um, maybe that's something that they'll fix in the in the final version. But they also do make some really good quality of life changes that. Fallout has needed for a really long time. Uh, for example, being over encumbered no longer just makes you run very slow. It, when you're over encumbered, you'll start losing AP every time you take a step, and once that drains, you'll start moving slow. But you can always stop and let it refill. I so, like that. so you I can like move fast. Yeah, you can move fast at the same rate, but it's like short bursts until you're able to offload stuff. Uh, okay. And and the good thing is, is you can pay money, well, not like real money, but like in-game currency to move your camp wherever you are, and you have storage right. containers in there, so you are really have no reason to ever be super over-encumbered. Is that pretty expensive? No, it was like five caps, I think, to move what? your What? That's yeah. it? Yeah, it was. Oh, it that's was cool. Fun. Yeah. I would, yeah. Ne- I would never, I would just freaking move my camp all the time. And uh, that might be a beta-specific thing. My you know? camp like, would they, be like they, a Winnebago with that, me everywhere. That economy, <laughs> that economy might be totally different in the final product. That's very probable. Final um, 76 Winnebago edition, baby. They also, like, <laughs> as, coo- as cool as it is to as cool as it is to be able to, you know, like in the past fallouts, you would look down at your pit boy and navigate through your inventory menus and stuff and then look back up and that's how you did that. Right. In this one, they finally put 
basically put it on screen. You still have the option of using that, but they have a version of it that's just like an on-screen menu, basically, that kind of translucent hovers over the left side. Uh, and it, you know, is the same exact layout as the regu- as the Pit Boy, but it's just not taking your eyesight away from what's going on in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that makes it a lot more accessible for a game that doesn't ever stop because it's multiplayer. Yeah. Um, which is really good. And... So that's, I mean, that's, that doesn't sound too bad. It does, it's like not terrible, no. Um, I like how they're doing, basically they have like a class system or build-out system, basically. It's like you're not like an infinitely stacking attribute ultimate warrior like you were in Fallout 4 or Skyrim. Mm. Uh, basically you get cards every time you level up and you can use those to build a loadout, basically. Um, so you have certain points that you can put into each of the S-P-E-C-I-A-L. Uh, and so, so you have different cards that will apply to each of those and, and you'll build out a, kind of a personalized character and you can swap it out at any time based on your build out and load out and stuff. Huh. So it gives you, it, it makes it so that you're balanced, so you're never too OP, um, but you also would have to think about that for different situations going into it. Um, and the color palette just looks way better than Fallout 4 did. You know, it, it doesn't feel gray and, and droll. It's it's very colorful and very fall-like. I uh, like colors. I like the, I love games with bright color balance. The world was pretty uh, and, and decent to explore. Uh, but at the same time, they didn't really do anything to overhaul the combat in a huge way. Mm. So you're, you're playing kind of slow-paced-ish rpg shooter combat that was based on you know random dice number every time you fire into a consistent first person shooter type thing that's sort of weird and it's weird but it i I haven't had a chance to play a pvp session yet nobody really ever challenged me against that Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that it wouldn't work very well for that purpose, but you know, playing when you're playing against you know NPC characters or not NPC characters, but like you know bad guys, uh, creatures, and, and the like, um, it still works fine. Hmm. So, what's your take? Can you so? go like what's your overall take? You think you're interested, intrigued? I'm when it comes out. I'm interested enough to play it. You know, I already pre-ordered it to get access to the beta. Oh, I'm at a oh, point. Okay. I'm at a point where I'm not going to return the pre-order because I'm, I'm curious enough about the final product, uh, and I like the Fallout lore enough to give it the benefit of the doubt. What'd you get it for? Xbox. Nice. Uh, that's the only. The beta is still only live on Xbox. I don't think it's live oh, on oh, PS4 okay. and PC gotcha. until the thirtieth or something. Gotcha. I didn't know. Um, I, f- I forgot they were uh, time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of dumb. People are like really freaking out, like on Twitter, because the betas have only been two-hour windows right now. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is a betrayal!" But Bethesda doesn't know how to run a beta, and it's like, I mean, they're they're trying to put as many people in servers as possible to break the servers. Like that's the the point of it. Like the the problem is, if you make it like a day or a five-hour window, people just pop in and out at their leisure. That's the thing. If it was an ongoing thing, then you're not stress testing anything. Especially now that something like Red Dead's out and all the normies are playing that. Yeah. You're not going to break anything, so it's you like you really need to fight for people's attention. Giving now. that, giving that window where you're pressuring people to play at that time is exactly what they need to do. Yeah, um, right. Exactly. Yeah, I, 
I'm digging it. I think that the way they integrate the radio into it is really cool. Um, it really makes it feel a lot more immersive than something like Fallout Three or Fallout Four did. Mm. Um, okay, you have me interested now. They, like they're like you'll you'll literally pick up radio stations and when you're in proximity of a space and it's like everybody come to this coordinate there's something going down so like it's not it's not really pointed out on your map that there's an objective there but if you're listening to that radio station everybody's like oh shit i better get over there so you'll go over there and there'll be other people there and then you're going to go through this event together um and that's a really unique take on that and very fallout you know yeah um I dig it. I'm I'm excited to see what it's like to actually play that game with other people. Because uh, yeah. right now, it just when you're playing it by yourself, it still just kind of feels like well, it's just an empty Fallout. Um, but the the main game, I feel like, will be much more fleshed out. So yeah, that's it's cool. I, I'm digging it. Hmm. Well, I could be then. I could be interested, but I I'm gonna want to see. I'm going to want to see more before I really want to commit that way. Well, let's be serious. You're never going to buy that game. I'm probably never going to buy that probably game. Probably not. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Uh, let me chug along here quick, and then we'll talk about Red Dead. Okay. Try and uh, keep a tight ship going. What do we got here? Uh, well, Bethesda wrote a blog post saying about there could be spectacular issues and that the team would need help finding bugs when Fallout 76 comes out. I didn't have a single issue so far. I mean, that's just them being like, "Hey guys, you know, this is something brand new to us." I've had uh, I've had more issues with the official release of Red Dead Redemption Two than I have of the beta of Fallout Seventy Six. Damn! <laughs> uh, shots uh, fired. Oculus's co-founder Truxo Herb has left Facebook amid reports of the Rift Two being canceled. Yeah, because yeah, he really didn't want to be part of the direction that they're going, which is a much more accessible economy line version of of a vr headset yeah so he wants to push the the tech as far as it can go facebook wants to make it dumbed down for mass uh you know consumption um you kind of need one to have the other so i can see why he left i hope that they both succeed because the vr industry vr industry needs facebook and like playstation vr to succeed and become cheaper and more accessible you have for yeah Yeah. you have you have to appeal to a market in order for there to be a market that's yeah exactly so neither one of them are in the wrong in this in this case they need each other um but i can see why he left he's frustrated so yeah yeah um so this is crazy so we've seen limited edition versions of games slowly become more and more expensive uh if you're in japan you can pre-order devil may cry 5 with a replica of one of the three main characters' jackets for a whopping $8,000. Excuse me, what? I'm sorry, Eight, what? $8,000. It's made of diamonds? Eight. Uh, it comes with a copy of the game, if that makes you feel any better, guys. That's, good. that's too many dollars, mate. That's far Eight. too many dollars. $8,000. Who's going to buy that shit? I, I triple looked at that, and I was like, wait. Uh, no. What? It no, comes with a real no? jacket? comes with a real jacket. Uh, uh, an $8,000 jacket? I'm sorry. A 
And $40 jacket? I was going to say, deduct the cost of the game, Will. Yeah. I think it actually might be a download, too. I don't think it's a physical copy oh, of the game. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think I think I read that it was just a download code. How hard pass. Yeah. Um, so, in a bizarre bit of news, Intellivision announced they're going to re-enter the home console market in 2020 with a new piece of hardware cubbed, dubbed Amico. Which Did I think we talk about a, that last week? No. Oh, okay, never mind. I don't think so. Um, the unit will be priced around 149 to 179 All the games will be exclusive to the system and cost between 3 to $8. Each controller is going to feature the iconic omnidirectional disc along with a full-color touchscreen. And I bet this thing never sees the light of day. I don't think it's going to come out. I don't think so. Mm. Atari still has to release that system they have, too. They're not going to... They're not going to... No. They're not going to sell well if it comes out. This Amico thing is so weird. Like, I just... It looks like shitty iPods. Yeah, it's super bizarre. I'm sorry, man. Like, that's cool tech for 2000. 2001. My favorite is the company said that it's going to come out to... The purpose of the system is to fill a giant gaping void in the gaming industry. Basically because parents are too dumb to figure out how game controllers and consoles work. And games are too difficult and controls are too hard. So this is going to be for them. And their kids. Yeah, that's why mobile. That's why mobile gaming exists. Yeah, yeah. There's already a hole there, and it's being filled with mobile games. And exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know who this is for. This is for. It feels like it's trying to fill the same niche that that Atari thing that was supposed to come out. Did that this, ever come out? No, no, not yet. This feels <laughs> like the kind of niche that a company will make a movie called Snakes on a Train after Snakes on a Plane comes out so that somebody will accidentally buy it and be like, I got you the thing you wanted for Christmas, Jimmy. And then Jimmy's like, you're right here. Mom, what the hell is hell's in television? What the hell is this? Well, that's what you're getting for the year. Why do your children sound like Muppets? That's what you're getting for the year because this was cheaper, so... That's all I got, other than um, supposedly, according to online retailers, <laughs> Subnautica will come out on PS4 December 7th. Yee! Oh, and November... There's also an expansion for it soon. Yes, and November 30th, I think it is. Uh, is that that below zero thing? Yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to that, dude. I'm going to play the crap out of that. Ark Survival is, Evolved will be on Switch. Um, Ark's coming to Switch. Uh, okay. Um... It is a lot a, of excitement around that one. Yeah, I don't really care. The <laughs> I'm not gonna hide it. The the below zero patch is supposed to be like the far side of the planet. You discover some alien wreckage, I guess, um, or signals being generated from there, and you sort of make a trip out to that side of the planet. I think you are the same survivor. I think there's like a teleporter that opens up and like beams you to that side of the planet. And mm-hmm. then there's a whole huge sub-caverns to explore, uh, new species, new fauna, uh, new flora. There's just there's just a lot to do. And I imagine that there's a different way to escape Are that Are there way. new story beats? I imagine so, yeah. The game's been continually developed since they went into alpha, and every single time they drop a patch, there's new awesome stuff. So I'm really looking forward to this. Let's talk about is new it, awesome stuff. Is it free for existing owners, or is it an I add-on? Doubt. I think it's going to be an add-on. This might, yeah, I feel like this will be a problem. It looks like paid. a storyline extension mm. DLC. It looks like a substantial piece of It does. It'll be something content. that I'm... If it's for sale, I'll be buying it. So 
I'll tell you how it is, and I'll let you. I mean, especially because that game's only twenty bucks. I think, right? Uh, I can find out. I got a I got a preview, so I don't know. It might be full retail now. I think it's more than twenty bucks. It might have been twenty while it was an alpha because there was a yeah, lot of alpha that's, time. That's what I was thinking. Sub Noctica twenty four ninety nine. That's not bad on Steam. Yeah. Bye, guys. Well, let's talk about that Red Dead Life. Let's talk about that Western tile cowboy time. Yeehaw! So um, I got to the end of chapter one. I got yeah. to my base camp. Yep. So most of what I played was very story cinematics heavy. I think probably we're all the same place, unless Tristan got further than we did. Tristan, where are you at right now? Pause the game. What's it say? <laughs> uh, I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. We Thank totally you. Uh, I'm in chapter two. Um, I have camp. I've extended the camp a little bit. I've done some missions. Uh, okay. I'm a bit in. Um, the world has definitely opened up, but Good. that first chapter and intro, dude. Like, do you remember in 2012 when Assassin's Creed 3 came out and it got so much shit over the introduction being daunting and long and just driven to the point of boredom yeah oh my god this was worse really all i don't agree with that all i did for almost an hour and a half was hold up or a it was well that's true so boring and like in a way that the first red dead opens up and just shows you this is the landscape dude like this Mm -hmm. is for it to be like no, it's a snowstorm. Go down this hallway in like a Final Fantasy thirteen type of way, where it's just like you can go forward. It was it was struggle bus, dude. I was like on the verge of stopping at some point because I was just bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, when you get out of that and you get down from the mountain, it it opens up. Um, I do still have a lot of problems with this game, but the controls are a little weird for me. I I, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like I'm still kind of struggling about what button to hit to interact with what thing yeah yeah it's like you get that you hit lb to interact with your horse to pull your weapons in and out and the weapon swapping seems kind of weird i I, yeah you have to like sort of go to the targeter and then flip it with the same key there there definitely is a sense of like hey how many systems can we smash into this one control scheme (laughs) and it's asking a lot of the player in a very short time to adapt uh, and there have been multiple occasions where I've accidentally done the wrong thing in a game that really doesn't want you to save scrub very easily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They want yeah, you, you to can, sort of you, live with the consequences of your actions. but That's really what they're trying to, to get you to do, which I get it. It's like the point of the game. but Yeah. You can manually save whenever, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but I, I keep like forgetting and like i'll hit like y to interact and sometimes it'll be x and i'm like what the hell just give me one interact button Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the the, i'd say the biggest issue i had in terms of control scheming was the there's a scene with wolves when you're on the mountaintop mm -hmm. um and it has multiple times shown you that you can fire your pistol or your shotgun or whatever by holding uh left trigger to aim and then right trigger to fire or uh, L R and or L L and then L R to fire whatever if you're playing on PlayStation. Yeah. And in this scene, 
it wants you to do a call to the wolf to sort of distract them from killing your buddies. So you have like oh, hold yeah. the social button, call them over, yeah. pull your gun out, aim, well, and then fire. And what like... it wants you to do, I got really confused. It was like hold LR to aim. So I was like, all right, cool, LR. And then it was like, now hold R to aim. And I was like, but that's the shoot button. <laughs> it's like, just do it. And then you're holding it <laughs> just down. Just do it, it'll be fine. And it says, yeah. now while holding both of these, tap uh, square. So I was like, all right, square. So square calls out to the wolves. So they come over to me. And then when they got in range, because I'm still holding R, it just shot them in the face by itself. Like, I didn't pull the trigger. It just was already pulled. Oh, you were using the eagle eye thing, though, right? No. Or the dead eye? Mm-mm, no dead eye. Just weird. And I, I couldn't figure out how to shoot these guys because it wouldn't let me just aim and fire it wanted me to do a call fire aim lock on weird maneuver so i ended up like tossing my character around in the snow for five minutes instead of just shooting these stupid wolves in the face um because square stopped being call when they were within proximity and became dodge yeah i I actually i have no i don't know what's going on i actually thought the dead eye mechanic was kind of weird i don't know if it was just me like i I thought it would be adding too many bullets in one spot no, like I thought. So that's what you use to like track the deer, and I thought it would just. Oh be... no, that's not the same as dead eye. Oh no, no, no! I'm thinking of the yeah, yeah, right. But I thought eagle eye. I thought eagle eye. I thought eagle eye was kind of weird. Eagle I just thought it would be yeah. a little easier to just track the footprints. Once you super apparently video once gaming. you use apparently once you use eagle eye to discover the footprints, you can track them outside of eagle eye. Well, yeah, because then they and highlight. They just sort of highlight, yeah. Only but, for a short period. Though. But that feels, I don't know, just feels super like weird and video gamey to me in a game that wants me to manage my stamina and my horse's stamina and my food intake. And, a yeah. fu- and, and in a game that if I eat like too much, it affects my stats as does a player. It, it does. You hell? become like slower and stuff. And if you are undernourished, it affects your stats a bit too. It's weird. Um, there are a lot of features that I kind of wish I could sort of just disable for the sake of moving. There, there are yeah, a lot of things that I like the 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 rate, the tedium that doing anything in that game requires is so slow and drawn out. Like that the the pace that I'm being drip fed the story is just like yeah. Will I be will I stay interested long term? That's I a great am, question. And like I wish that there was a way for me to auto loot. Uh, instead of having to search through everything, like I yeah, could, you know, dude. like oh, just man. just a way to make things feel. Because I have to tap and hold square every time to search every cabinet. Like, yes, I want to be a cowboy, but I don't need it to be cowboy life simulator. I want to. I play these Red Dead. I play Rockstar games because they 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 have these stories that are that are good, and just I'm afraid at the the pace that this game is presenting. That that's I don't know. Like, I, I looted one of the outposts after I cleared it out, and it took forever. Like, it is without a doubt a technical oh marvel. The level it's of, gorgeous. The level of detail, the attention to systems, the the way that everything is just so meticulously thought out is insane and almost perfect. Yeah. But at some point, it almost feels like did Rockstar lose themselves in making this immersive world and forget about the game part because at that point it's it's not a game it's a simulation mm-hmm. and I don't I play games to live out the stories you know I don't I don't want to just 
be in this world where I'm just a, another pog and it doesn't matter what's going on around me. And like that's one of my biggest complaints about Grand Theft Auto V was like the only real impact that I took away from that game that I can still recall from, from the story is when you beat to death a protagonist from an earlier Grand Theft Auto game because that character actually had an impact and like weight to it in yeah. the world around it. And this, like, I'm just afraid that Arthur's just going to be this dude in this world that they cared more about building than his story. Right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We will indeed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it's good, but some things just take so damn long to do. Uh, you mean everything takes so damn long to do? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I and mean, we'll see how it goes when it's more... I will open. say, for the love of God, if you haven't yet, turn on toggle for running instead of tapping. It's oh, so much nicer. I didn't know that was there. I also had to turn auto-aim off, basically, because it, Yo, the auto it aim is to so the point aggressive. where it's like shooting for me, basically, like aiming yeah. and doing everything i was like let me play you know yeah, yeah auto aim is very aggressive yeah i'll agree with that i'm gonna turn that off and the toggle is yeah. nice to know i'm gonna turn that on and my biggest complaint so far well not my biggest complaint but one of my big complaints is in the same way that the witcher is constantly trying to draw your attention to the mini map Mm-hmm. It's doing the same thing here. Now they give you the they give you the option to morph your over map into a compass, so it's just an arrow of, sort of like the general direction. It. Yeah, but then you don't know where you're going. Yeah, you're lost as shit. And you just you have to actually talk to NPCs and listen the, to what they say. In the way that more than that in this beginning section, you can't figure out where you're going. In the yeah. way that in the way that the Witcher was constantly trying to drive drive your attention to the on screen icon, so you were missing this beautiful world around you. It feels like the exact same thing happening here, where I'm like I'm just constantly glancing over at my paper trail so that I can see, or my breadcrumb trail on the maps so that I can see where I'm going. Yeah. When I just don't understand how hard it would be to make like on-screen indicators or something to to kind of guide you in the pro- the way. problem is they wanted to make it immersive but like at the same time like you said you're, you're, you're still being pulled away anyway that's why i'm concerned about that companion app you were talking about yeah it's just like is that going to even further be trying to draw my attention away from this beautiful world that they built mm-hmm. probably yeah i don't think i'm gonna use it i don't know so we're all we all like it there's things we definitely don't like. Um, also, I think we're all going to keep playing it for sure. I, yeah, the gunplay is fun. I, like I, I, I said this in the text thread, but do you guys remember in Breath of the Wild how the horses were smart yeah. and like yeah. avoided trees and stuff on their yeah, own? That was nice. I have full on just headbutted trees when I'm trying to aim because my horse is dumb. And like also, the, ho- the horses in this game are so stupid. I don't know, maybe it's just my horse because I named him Cheese McDingle, but like he has legit almost fallen off of mountains or run in front of the camera during cutscenes like an asshole. Dude, when I was trying to lasso that first dude trying to escape the rest of the whatever brothers, like my horse stopped running because I wasn't tapping X. Yeah. But it turns out you can't tap X and also lasso, so you're sort of like mashing all the keys. So I didn't I didn't I know mean, you had a lasso. It's a great game, but there are a lot of weird. I didn't know you had a lasso when you were chasing that guy. So I was like, 
I can't kill the guy, so I have to kill his horse. So I kill this horse. You're a terrible. And man. then I'm standing there, and I have him at gunpoint, and they're like, "Hit L2," and I'm like, "I'm hitting L2. I have my gun at him. Like, what? What do you want me to do? I have him hostage. He's here, like begging." And then they're finally like. Switch to your lasso. I was like, are you kidding me? I could have lassoed this guy. I didn't even know I had a lasso. <laughs> so now I killed this horse, and I feel like a dick. And I was like, would have been nice to know I had a lasso, guys. Could have told me, hey, switch to your killed. lasso while I you're mean, chasing them. Technically, you're not wrong. That is one way to do it. <laughs> Just not nice. Uh, so real quick, I want to say something that kind of sums up what we've been saying. I thought this was funny. I sent it to you guys. Jason Schreier of Kotaku said, and I quote, Red Dead Redem- Redemption 2 is fascinating. What other blockbuster video game could get away with feeling so tedious and frustrating to play? And making that the whole point. I'm captivated so far, even as I keep ba- keep getting bounties for accidentally slamming my horse into pedestrians. Yup. <laughs> that has happened to me more than once. I was doing this side mission where I saved this girl from a, ho- a horse that just died and landed on top of her. And I was taking her back to Valentine, the town. And the whole time we were having this pleasant conversation and I'm giving her guidance and she's like, oh, thank you so much, thank you so much. On the way into the town, I lightly tapped this guy that ran out in the street. And then as soon as she got off the horse, she's like, you're a monster and runs away. Like I'm like, what about all the stuff we just talked about? I gave you a ride. Come on. Where's my cab fare? Do over. That's that's funny. But... It is a beautiful game. Very bravo on the presentation. Uh, we'll just see how it plays. Yeah, we'll see how it holds up. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm 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 done here. I'm good. I'm feel good. What do you guys think? I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to go back into uh, Red Dead. I'm re- I'm ready to finish packing some stuff and then uh, play some. Cowboy Ventures. Yeah, boy. Well, you want to take us out? Yes, sir. Indeedy doody. Um, well, if you are interested in a rootin' tootin'est goodest time, uh, you know where to find it. It's definitely this podcast. And uh, we appreciate you guys stepping in and listening to us every week. It means a lot. We really appreciate doing this. We don't advertise anything except for ourselves. Um, and we are aiming to keep it that way. So the best way you can help us continue to make this excellent podcast with quality uh, opinions and news and whatever else you want to hear uh, is by going to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash and becoming a monthly donor. It really goes a long way to, um, you know, convincing Tony to continue editing the cast. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> also, we, we should uh, we should thank everybody who sticks on our Discord and plays on there every once in a while, who engages with us on our Twitter our Twitter handle is at Pixel Raider, and you can also find us at our individual handles, which are down in the description below. Um, yeah, we love games. If you want to talk to us about any of the games that we've played so far, spoken about so far, or haven't mentioned that you think we should see, should play, and should talk about, uh, definitely the best way to do that is to tweet at us. We do have a Facebook. We do have an Insta. Um, you can find us on whatever social media of choice you like to be on, but I'll tell you Twitter is probably the easiest and fastest way to get in touch with us. Uh, we encourage you to do so. So thank you guys very much for listening, and we will see you all in next week's episode, which is 140. Huge big deal. 140 episodes, 140 weeks of our lives. We've been doing this. It's been a blast. Uh, so see you next week. I was really waiting for Will to make some false promises like he has on other landmark uh, episodes.
I'm going to 100% Red Dead 2. <laughs> there you go. Hey Here's a promise guys. I can't possibly live up to. We have some things planned. Tune in. We have oh, some stuff. Oh, yeah, God. we have some exciting stuff for next week, so make sure you do tune in and listen. We don't have anything planned. No, we don't have shit. Well, what are you <laughs> planned? I don't know. I was going to let us go out on that note and be a cliffhanger, but now I have to come up with something. All right, later, guys. I'll play Minecraft or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.